Hello, and welcome to Resolve, an afterplay show. This would be an after show for a role-playing game that does not have an actual play, where we would tell you all the details of our game so you don't have to listen to it, but we didn't have a session this week. So I'm Sammy, I'll be your host. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm joined today by my wonderful co-host, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, and I use he, him pronouns. We are also joined today by Dee. Hi, I'm Dee, and you can call me whatever you want as long as it's not it, pronouns-wise. My name is Dee. I play Geyser, feral clown who is probably going to face an intervention soon. All right, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. So today we're talking about Geyser's character playlist. Dee, do you have any initial background for us about what your thought process was going into this? Any playlist, well, not any playlist, but a lot of my playlists are very rap heavy because I love rap and I love listening to rap, especially rap by women. So my playlist is going to be very hip hop heavy. In general, the mood that I'm going for is very like, I woke up and I'm a bad bitch and I'm making it everyone else's problem because that's kind of the inside world for Geyser. Geyser doesn't really think of herself as the main character, but it's her mission to make herself the main character. So it's just some mood music when when you wake up in the morning to like get hype, get active, and you know, just I am the best ever. Period. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt that sort of through line of this is mostly Geyser's mind coming into play here and just the the being down to fight, the wanting to annoy people, that definitely comes through throughout. Yeah, there's definitely a through line of confidence, but I also have to question how much of it is delusional, because there's a lot of overexerted energy here. Is that intentional? That depends on your personal tolerance levels, because <laughs> I, I will tell you, for for a lot of these rappers, they're not, like, bullshit. <laughs> They're, they're deadly serious. And and of course, like, there are rappers that exaggerate and, like, mm-hmm. overperform. And it's not really the same when it, for, for women. You'll see a lot of, like, gangbanging and stuff or people that are, like, peripherally affiliated. Like, I know someone that's a blood or I know someone that's... But if they say... I'm going to fight you. That They mean that. <laughs> like, if they say, I'm going to fuck your man and send him back home to you, they they mean that quite literally, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's also funny to apply that to Geyser, where we know, at least somewhat, that's not the case for Geyser. Especially when we're when we're thinking about the the literal sex of it all. I was going to say that this is an incredibly sexual playlist. Was that intentional as well, or is that just a proxy of the genre? It's not a proxy of the genre. It's a proxy of the artists that I listen to. I will say that Geyser's not, like, trying to sleep with everyone. That's that's not... It's more so, like, the bad bitch energy Mm -hmm. that you're channeling. Because Geyser, in her mind, is a bad bitch. No matter her outward appearance, you know? That that's really what I'm <laughs> the vibe I'm going for. Something that I really appreciate about a lot of the sex aspects, and we'll see this more as we like talk about songs, I think. But like, there's a lot of stuff about eating because we're talking about. Uh, do you want me to say the p word a lot? But no. Uh, <laughs> there's there's this thing about sex 
in these songs that we can sort of twist when we think about geyser that's very like consumptive that's about priming somebody to feel a specific way and then feeding off of them and it's mm-hmm. not as much about making a connection absolutely geyser is is at this point still in that stage of trying to make herself more powerful through other people by influencing their emotions i think music in general i personally use to like sublimate my emotions like if i'm feeling super activated someday i will listen to the slowest calmest music that you've ever heard and honestly like it's still gonna be mostly rap but (laughs) it's like different artists that have a different type of vibe i will say that going through the whole thing the songs that we've selected today are not the entire playlist but the whole playlist overall is really a love letter to rico nasty and besides jid she's like one of my favorite rappers of all time she's very in your face with a lot of her music she's very edgy sometimes straight up screaming when i'm when i'm in the lower moments that really works to like get me out of the funk (laughs) and so i noticed overall that she was if it wasn't her song she was on a lot of the features and i just think like her music really lends itself to the vibe of the playlist there's other similar artists that i've discovered like scotty um she's not featured but if you are a person and you like angry music you should listen some tracks do what's the first song the first song is actually the song that inspired me to make the playlist in the first place it's called dork and it's by hoochie god what you mean bitch with the winning team bitch you see us shining like my teeth we fucking gleam bitch you think you gonna catch up to me in your dreams bitch let me calm down for i get mad and cause the scene bitch i smoke the gas and that's how my the hoochies know me bitch i'm the hoochie god the one that fucking know me i made your bitch laugh you know who she going home with took her to the crib and ate her up she fucking loved it now niggas mad cause for me it ain't hard to bag a bitch i got a pretty face fat ass and wasting cash come with it all you niggas got is podcast mics and bad attitude that's why you bald and ain't no good shit ever gonna come to you Lame ass nigga, dog dork ass nigga Always selling dope but still broke ass nigga Dweeb ass nigga, bitch ass nigga Need a front for a single gram of weed ass nigga I know them as head of the hoochies and they <laughs> she's a she's from Houston and she was you know an influencer kind of on TikTok she blew up because quite frankly she just has a really big personality people that are that charismatic are really funny to me just like over the top larger than life type of person she also is a sex worker and hence the whole head of the hoochies thing she's also done like slut walks things of that nature 
for reproductive rights and also sex workers' rights, that that type of thing. But I actually I don't know her current TikTok username because she her accounts get shut down all the time. But I don't know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I do know her Twitter account, and it's like underscore Benjamin's underscore, <laughs> and instead of the a it's an up it's a v so like it's stylized as v that's actually a thing that's common people will stylize a's as v's i adore the attitude of this song it's so funny (laughs) and i can totally see geyser's energy in it too just with how teasing it is one of my favorite things about this song is that a lot of rappers when they talk about you know i'm gonna steal your girl it's a male rapper saying that so when a when a female rapper says that when a woman says that i'm like ah great (laughs) (laughs) and also the the podcast (laughs) my bad attitude (laughs) reference is hilarious and it kind of pegs it to our current moment in the culture where we're dealing with a lot of just overwhelming misogyny (laughs) from Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> from podcasts hopefully not from this one <laughs> but <laughs> i did take down that note and it was like did Dee put this in partially because she knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no i literally i was listening to the song and i was like this is geyser this is geyser. <laughs> i'm making a playlist it's a joy when you just come across a song that immediately just strikes the fancy of the character and I, mm-hmm. I, I agree that this is 100% guys are full throttle. I love how aggressive the guitar and the backbeat is in this. It's very, very firm and fierce, and I love it. I also really like her flow in, in general. It complements just, like, the beats going hard, and she's just having a very bouncy flow at first, and then you get to the chorus, and it's just, like, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, and it's, like very catchy sticks in your ear i'm obsessed (laughs) oh there's another lyric that stood out to me oh i'm new but true to this because there's a lot of stuff as we keep going along where there's just a little one-liner hidden in there somewhere that's like about being new or fresh and that's Mm -hmm. that feels really true to geyser to me like she's very confident but also acknowledges that she does not have a lot of experience right geyser is older than she is which Mm -hmm doesn't make sense but she was imagined as a teenager so she's older now that whole like baby to like 16 period did not exist for geyser so she's not even early adult age but she's pretty much a teenager when it comes to like actual life experience song number two is can't punk me by jid featuring earth gang me I was just a poet's nigga before I turned into a poet. Pro kids kicking the dirt, we playing bust em up, throw it. Ain't never been off a of flat show. The fuck is a foreign? All of my heroes had zeros and customers growing. Ain't no hoe in me, boy, I ain't going. Pistol point, rib showing, get the point, try disciplining niggas disappointed. I participated, could have been avoided, but they kill a nigga trying to fill a void, fill a fouls in the drawer. It's a girl, it's a child, it's a boy in the world trying to drown out the noise. You heard that? You like that? You feel that? You do. You serve that? Bring a bird back, alert pack, the flu. Huh? 
Get a knife and get a gun too. Hood niggas don't do kung fu. Bout to jump y'all niggas jump you. Pull out the punk, can't punk you. Uh, pull out the punk, can't punk me, bitch. Pull out the punk, can't punk me, ho. Pull out the punk, can't punk me, bitch. Pull out the punk, little punk, bitch. Pull out the punk, can't punk me, bitch. Pull out the punk, can't punk me, ho. Pull out the punk, can't punk me, bitch. Pull out the punk, little punk, bitch. Now, I mentioned earlier that besides Jid, Rico Nasty's my favorite rapper, but Jid is my favorite rapper of all time. I love this man to death. I've seen him in person twice now, <laughs> like meet and greet and everything. And every time he comes in this area, I'm going to see him again. And so it just, I had to include him in this playlist. One of the things that I'm always saying about Jid is that he's quietly rapping his ass off. But the chorus of this is <laughs> just the very opposite of that. And I remember this album dropping and I was listening to it through my PlayStation, you know, because you can connect Spotify to it. And I was telling my friend and my boyfriend, and I was saying that exact line, he always quietly raps his ass off. And then the chorus of the song came on and he started like straight up yelling. And I was like, I would say that. And he would immediately start <laughs> yelling. But what makes the song fun for me is the production. This album, The Forever Story, is really, really well produced. I don't even know how to describe it. There's a really cool beat and a cool like guitar line. And it feels like you're on a vacation while he's talking about, I have a gun and you can't get the best of me. Like that's <laughs> also Earth Gang, the featuring artist on this song. They are a rap duo made up of Olu and um, Dr. Dot. They are very smooth. Their music is very smooth, very lush. And it just really complements Jid's kind of calmer flow. That's the other thing. Most of Jid's music is very like low not so much like hype in your face but this one you know you can really tell just the flow and the production it's it's a treat to listen to but what made me think of geyser is the lyrics you you can't fuck with me that's that's the message of the song <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said about quietly rapping their way forward. Even though it's quiet, there still commands a lot of power and force to it. It definitely doesn't like push off from his message at all. There's a lot of reference to growing up. And in the context of the album, The Forever Story, we're kind of revisiting his origin story. Jit really likes to revisit themes in his music in similar ways as I would say Janelle Monet, kind of building a universe. So the prequel to this album was the Never Story. And on the Never Story is Never. That's kind of the song that made him blow up to everyone. That album was mostly about where he was at that point in his life. Basically, oh, I'm a person that's poor and I don't have no money. And now I'm like famous and now I'm a big rapper and people are paying attention to me. This album, The Forever Story, you kind of take a step back from that. Where did I come from? What was I doing to get to that point at The Never Story? So you're going to hear a lot of references to children, to childhood, to his family, and basically just growing up really rough that is <laughs> quite relevant to geyser's backstory but not in the same way geyser's backstory is more emotionally rough than 
physically. Basically, Geyser was created to help the emotional needs of a child that needed her. So I think all of that kind of lends itself to Geyser's story. Yeah, in particular, the line, it's a girl, it's a child, it's a boy in a world trying to drown out the noise, that immediately popped out at me for being about Geyser's backstory. Yeah, my big note here is that this is the one that reminds me the most of Jilly. Mm -hmm. I feel like her presence is felt the most in this because it's framing Geyser as a constant attack that's just ready and why she is that. Exactly. And in interviews from Jid, you kind of hear how he was an actual child and had actual guns around him and gotten fights like 20 people big. You have to stay ready, really, is what he's telling us. I can't relate to that. I didn't grow up in that environment, but I very much appreciate that message. Like, you you don't get to fuck with me. I'm prepared, so you should be prepared. <laughs> yeah, one of the notes that I had for this song was this backbeat is so calm and the words are so fluid, but it feels very controlled chaos. You can definitely feel the, like, broiling mm-hmm. under the surface of something about to emerge out. A lot of Jid's music feels not just like that, but... He hits really heavy topics in just very calm, fluid production, just smooth flows. One of the things that I appreciate about him the most is the fact that he switches up his flow a lot and you can't really tell. One of the things about mainstream hip hop that I am not quite a fan of sometimes, sometimes, is that people are very, very obvious when there's like a flow change because it'll accompany like a beat change or a beat drop or they'll cut, they'll cut it out completely or they'll modulate their voice a lot or they'll be very obvious markers like look at me i'm skilled i can rap in all these different ways but with did you can't even tell like he, he will be gone he, he'll go through like five different flows in the same verse and you won't know that he switched it up until you like listen back again oh i did just clip out hearing no model citizen because thinking like Oh yeah, I feel like this particular just phrase has been influencing some of Geyser's actions recently. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as we think about like what she's been doing on Sequence Charter. Yeah. Depending on, on where we place this, I guess I should say that we are just past the session, probably the last session we have back on Sequence Charter after the World of Ages. Song number three is Rage by Rico Nasty. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I might give a fuck on a rare okay shit. I was still myself too, cause it's outrageous. Do what you gonna do, you don't gotta explain it. I just boot it up, so I'm concentrated. How much money can I make on vacation? Walk up in the party, now they eyebrows racing. Two bands on my shoes, they ain't even got lace. This playlist is, like I said before, a love letter to her. <laughs> if, as you can imagine, the song is very angry. Very, very angry. I will listen to this first thing in the morning, like when I wake up or or on my commute to work. 
And if I'm feeling tired, I'm no longer tired. Like, it's gone. I'm hyped up. I really, really like this song. I can't overstate how much I love the song. Produced by Kenny Beats, who is really kind of... Rico Nasty is kind of Kenny Beats' views. They do a lot, a lot of work together. And Kenny's a really talented guy. He's produced for Earth Gang. There's actually an entire album of Kenny and Rico. Oh, Anger Management. That's the name of the album. I will say I'm not a fan of that album, but that's only because of the features. The features on that album are so terrible that I almost <laughs> like, like, if it was just Kenny and Rico, perfect. They do some good work together. When I first heard the song, I thought of Agretsuko. And for those who don't know who Agretsuko is, she's a Sanrio character. She basically, the Netflix show, follows her about her everyday life as an office worker who sings death metal at karaoke. And it's funny because there's this like cute little red panda and then something bad happens at work, and it's just like, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's a Sanrio character, so think of the design sensibilities of a Hello Kitty turning into a rage monster. Yeah, yeah. If you see Rico, like, her fashion is edgy, but her herself, she's kind of tall, lanky, and very cute to me. <laughs> so it's kind of just the same vibe. It, she's not short, but I really think of a Gretzko when I first heard that song. I included it in Geyser's playlist for a couple of moments that's happened in the campaign where Geyser just went buck wild. When we went to the world of the lost from the world of spirit, Geyser kind of got attacked by a bug. <laughs> and that was kind of the, the very first like, fuck this shit moment i'm going off and like just <laughs> started chomping at the the bug itself <laughs> which is you know very unhinged and geyser will continue to have more unhinged moments during the campaign but i i love and adore that energy and i love that in rico's music now all of rico nasty's music is not like this some of it is very she describes herself as sugar trap, and there are some songs that are more sugar than trap, a little more melodic, a little lower energy. But I really love Rico for the for the edge, for the anger. That is what resonates with me. And she's from the DMV, so she's a local artist. Hell yeah. The vibes of this track are immaculate. I love the energy in this song. <laughs> And I also particularly love the line, goodness gracious, I might give a fuck on a rare occasion. <laughs> Perfect for Geyser. I'm, I think they've said that, like, in canon at one point. <laughs> I love, I love, I just booted up, because that's exactly what it is when Geyser goes into fight mode. It's just like, time to load a completely new, all angry, all gnashing personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... In the beginning, I talked about how some of these rappers, they mean what they say. Rigo's actually also done an interview about this song where she describes all of the scenarios <laughs> that she went through and put in her lyrics. So 
yeah, she she means what she says. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's like a lot of self-aggrandizing energy in the song. You know, when I walk in, you know, there's eyebrows raising. Like, this is about me. It is about me, <laughs> and. That's really one of Geyser's goals, to make herself important to people. She doesn't really have a good handle on what that means <laughs> or how to accomplish that. I think she has the entirely wrong idea about it. But, you know, the vibes are there. The energy's there. It's about me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the nuance with Geyser is, and maybe we'll get to this more in, I think like a couple tracks ahead has some more about this, but she wants it to a point. She doesn't want it to boil over. And that's mm-hmm. something that's really interesting about Geyser specifically. But she also knows how to get temperature to rise. Like that's what this one is about. It's like it's it's all going. It's all on now. The next track is Crazy by Dochi. kind of one of the newest rat darlings. She signed to TDE, Kendrick Lamar's former label. She has some of the best stage presence of a newer rapper that I've seen in a long time. If you look at any of her awards show performances, she really puts on a show. And this song is no different. She's performed this song, Crazy, and another song called Persuasion together. And they have really opposite energy. Crazy is very, you know, the same type of high energy, high edge, high anger factor as rage. And persuasion is like very smooth, melodic, opposite ends of the vibe spectrum (laughs) there. But she transitions between them seamlessly. But more about Crazy, I really appreciate this song because, first of all, it starts out with her vocal military grunt type thing. It just reminds me of like, people marching and stuff and (laughs) you know just preparing for war everyone is going crazy that's that's (laughs) and i i feel like also it's kind of the moments where geyser just turns off the normal part of her brain there's no normal part (laughs) of her brain but the closest to normal part of her brain (laughs) the regular personality in turn in turns off on the I'm going to fuck shit up now. I'm I'm fully in anger mode. <laughs> yeah, the last song was like boiling and getting to that point. This is the point of no return. What really struck me about this one is it being the most emblematic of the discarded. Because this is the most like fuck the haters song. Mm-hmm. This is I'm ignoring everyone else. It's about me and what I'm doing and that's right. And that's all the discarded, that's definitely something that Geyser leans into often. And that's sort of where this sits for me. If like, I uh, can't punk me is more about Julie, this is more about like the playbook. Mm-hmm. I chose the discarded playbook 
because I was waffling between that and Amalgam, but I didn't want to play as Jilly, at least not yet in, in campaign. I really wanted this to be about Geyser and her journey to maybe separate herself from being dependent on Jilly. And so crazy feels like, to me, I'm reclaiming my power, but in an unhinged way, you know, <laughs> this is not, this is not wholesome. This is not uplifting. <laughs> this is the Going back to what you said about her transitioning from like a very smooth, calm song into this, which is a lot more high end. This again has that controlled chaos vibe. So having not heard Persuasion, I can totally believe she can transition to it seamlessly because of just how the backing is so maybe not melodic, but definitely rhythmic in that same sort of fashion. The backing is very like sparse, kind of. It's not busy, but it's low and constant. I like tracks like that where the vocals are high impact, high intense, and the backing is kind of lower vibe because it kind of lends itself to making you feel more on edge. You feel like you're looking at something crazy. You feel like you're experiencing something crazy because that dissonant. Maybe this is not a great question because you get big enough, there are haters, but is this song, is there context to it? Was there some sort of thing that she's reacting to in real life? I actually don't know that for this song. That's um, fair. She's not new to music, but she is relatively new to me. So I haven't had time to really delve into her as an artist as deeply as some of the others. Now, I will say another thing that's interesting about her is that she produces a lot of her own music. She has videos out of her sitting in her bedroom with like a little DJ table and a laptop just making her beats and stuff. And of course, she's signed to a label now, so she gets to work with big names and other people. She's super talented, a super talented person. And I hope that she gets even more successful. Next is America Has a Problem by Beyonce. of songs has been intentional. We start with Rage, and then we go to Crazy, and then we go to America Has a Problem. As you can tell, the song is like not as vocally edgy <laughs> as the previous two, but the lyrics are talking about literally getting high. Now, in the context of Renaissance, which is the album this is from, Beyonce has a lot of themes of getting high and being high, but not in a literal sense. It's like being high on life. Beyonce seems to have meant this as a party album. Listen to this and just like experience life and we're up 
on another level. There's a lyric that says your ex dealer dope, but it ain't crack enough. She's talking literally about her music. My music is literally better than drugs. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Basically, this song's inclusion on the playlist is kind of the end arc of getting crazy. We are at the end stage. Like, I have achieved. And more of that self-aggrandizing energy. Like, look at me. I'm the best. There's also references to being rich and designer she references her own ivy park label and gucci i really like the vocals on this well it's beyonce so like (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna be like oh she can't sing like there are people that say that and i think they're actually smoking crack because that's not like you can't (laughs) it's one thing if you don't like her music i'm not gonna be like i'm gonna attack you for saying you don't like beyonce they should have listened to Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and her, her statement about drugs and her music. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of references to love, to possession of a lover, to just experiencing life and that being the high, as well as her music being the high. The Beyonce experience is going to be better for you than anything you can purchase. I see that as what Geyser wants to do. <laughs> she's not She's not anywhere close to there, and she's making terrible decisions to get there. Because I, I understand the context of the song, but I had like a purposeful misreading of the note higher than this with regards to Geyser. Because for me, this is about her, the extent of her control, kind of. Because mm-hmm. she will play with people. There's this part about like teasing, sort of at the start, of like being about to have sex, being about to have the thrill. And that's like, to me, Geyser messing with someone to start feeding. But the no higher than this feels like if I'm purposely misreading the song to fit more to Geyser, well, I'm fed, now I'm out. You don't get the actual thing. You don't actually get to be angry at me. I'm just getting you a little ticked off so I can be satiated and leave. That's true. I I like that reading too. (laughs) (laughs) Because Geyser has literally done that to like two people, I think. The only time she's going to go past the point where you're a little ticked off is if you've made her angry. While looking through the lyrics of this, I had the question, is there something addictive to the personality of Geyser in either people are drawn to that bad vibe in a specific way or that they're just more addicted to the high that they get off of from feeding? Like I said, it's it's more like I'm addicted to the power that I have from it. So maybe... Yeah, high from feeding, but it's more, this is Geyser's ultimate goal. I want to be the best thing anybody ever had. But she, in her actions, isn't quite doing it like that. (laughs) I also felt that this was the chillest song on the playlist compared to everything else. At some points, it feels almost detached to me. Is there ever (laughs) a point that Geyser gets that way? Just detached from everything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That kind of turns into the angry guys though i'm mentally checked out it's fighting time but again geyser is trying to get detached from jilly <laughs> at this point in the campaign if geyser was still on her home world she would always be able to tell where jilly is and she would always be able to tell where or how exactly jilly was feeling if this is a positive emotion, if she's feeling generally mentally stable, 
it shows up physically for Geyser. That release is what Geyser's also trying to, to get from that burden of like physically bearing someone else's emotional problems. It wasn't like that when she was in the dream world. But once she came into the real world, everything became a lot more real. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I noticed we got with the clip you chose was the role with the goons line about like being protected from other people. Does Geyser think of the party like that? Are they there to interface with other people so she doesn't have to? Mm, I don't think like that. In this case, Geyser would be the goons. Okay. That makes sense. Especially like at this point in the campaign, Geyser's, I'm noticing, getting a little protective vibe, like older sister thing. Like, I can mess with these people, but you can't. (laughs) 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 Song number six is Don't Play With It by Lola Brooke and Billy B. Violations. I just want a rough neck nigga on the tongue. Big bitches want to send me automatic with a drop. Ask me if I'm finished now, nah, bitch. I just begun. Nah, I ain't giving out no money to no nigga just for fun. Are you dumb? Run a man. Holbrook is part of the New York drill resurgence or general drill resurgence in the U.S. Now, maybe seven years ago, I thought of drill as a U.K. genre, but that's not really accurate. There was drill happening in Chicago and New York before it went to the U.K. The fast beat, the kind of auto-tune violin, you know, the heavy snare that type of thing and the type of flow that's really referencing gun violence a lot that is something that i associated with uk rappers so then when i started hearing it come from u.s rappers i was like really surprised lola brooke is another tiktok find for me you would never know it by her voice but this woman is tiny she's a very small person she is very short and and also very thin but that bass in her voice i love it i love it i'm a big fan how the song relates to geyser for me basically i'm bringing more of that bad bitch energy back you don't mess with me because don't play with (laughs) for me there's also that very sexual connotation of this song of the buildup and that plays into what i was thinking about with the last song as well with like geyser will stoke your anger to a point and stop mm-hmm. and mess with you at that level and try not to go further unless she gets angry for most people that geyser will interact with there's never a genuine intent to cause lasting harm it's always i'm gonna get what i need and bounce do you, there's been a couple of times where you mentioned geyser's sort of acting as a big sister. Is that something guys are sort of developing into? Is that something you want to focus more on? So there's kind of like two uh, storylines, like the whole sciencey thing, and then kind of the big sister thing, but not in, not in like an explicit way. I feel like Geyser has become attached to the party members without knowing it. And it only comes out when they're in danger. So it's just like, I will murder everyone now. (laughs) It depends on, on what else happens too. The sessions we've been having 
have been very like inter-party focused, which has been nice to kind of develop everybody's feelings towards each other. I think I've switched links around a couple times. <laughs> Song number seven, Conceded by Flo Millie. Feeling myself a conceited. another TikTok find for me. I discovered her through all the beef flow mix edits that people did of like anime characters or celebrities that they were thirsting after. Flo Millie's music lends herself to hyping people up. We're kind of settling back into that under the surface bubbling troubles coming type of vibe. What I appreciate about Flo Millie the most is that her lyrics are very bouncy. Her cadence is very sing-songy up and down. So it's like, yeah, I'm that bitch, but like, wee, you know, <laughs> at the same time. There's actually a remix to this song out with Lola Brooke, who was the last song, and Maya the Dawn, who is someone else who's also blowing up on TikTok. Now, the original song, I remember I first heard it while I was going to Ocean City with my friends for a little July 4th mini vacation, you know? And there was just so much fun to drive in the car <laughs> listening to the song. It's like me, my boyfriend, and my friends in the backseat just... <laughs> There's a little bit of hints of sexuality in there too, but really, the point that I want to hammer home is that, like, in Geyser's mind, she is that bitch. Like, uh, Flo Millie talks about that kind of emotion a lot more explicitly. She literally says, you can talk like this when you're really that bitch. And then it goes back into the chorus, feeling myself unconceited. <laughs> there was another song, So Conceited, by Remy Ma that was popular in the 2000s. I don't think this song is a reference to that. But it's kind of the same type of vibe. I look so good. I'm rich. I have all this money. One of my favorite lines is, you got money because you own dicks. Millie got Millie's because Millie got hits. I think that, I think that line itself puts her just like <laughs> top tier. Top tier. I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I really enjoy her visualizations and vocal puns here and i particularly enjoyed the line for geyser <laughs> i huff and i puff that i blow shit down <laughs> it's just like because yeah. she exists in such a cartoon context you could feasibly yeah. have her do that <laughs> my big geyser line was doing what i want damn right can't stop me because we had that yeah. line from geyser in the game it's like and i can be whatever i want 
Geyser really does not think that there is a limit to her magic. Now, granted, she's been unsuccessful a lot, but <laughs> as far as the types of things that she can do. Then's also been pretty good playing with you being like, well, it does something impressive, yeah, but like not what you wanted in any time I tried to turn into a sea animal. <laughs> I wanted to be a fish and I turned into a clam. <laughs> Just the general bouncy energy, very whimsical, very fun, while also like hammering home that message of I am that bitch. Like that's that's the takeaway. That's the lesson, object lesson for the audience. <laughs> I adore the callbacks in this song, like every end tag, because yeah. they're just so cute. Yes. <laughs> they're so sweet. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of her music is like that. I have a lot of her songs in another playlist called Unfriendly Black Hotties. That's it's very <laughs> you know, very cutesy, very like I have my nails done and my hair did, and also I'll murder you. I'm so cute. You know, that. that's the type of shit that Geyser is on in her head. <laughs> I should have stolen one of those for Smog, because that's sort of the shtick with Smog's playlist. Everything's sad. It's cutesy. <laughs> but the lyrics are like, fuck you. Yeah. Don't mess with my friend. <laughs> Does Geyser have the awareness to call herself conceited? Or is she just is this just about her confidence? This is about her confidence. Geyser's not Geyser's not aware of most things, <laughs> let alone herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's about her confidence. It's about her mindset. But as far as like self-reflection, someone's gonna have to like corner her into that, I feel. <laughs> I was going to say that when people engage with rap and hip hop as a whole, there's a lot of regionalization of genres. So I talked about earlier drill coming from New York and from Chicago, but my experience with it being mostly in the UK. Flo Millie's from Mobile, Alabama. In Southern rap that we're getting now, we're getting a lot of steady flows, like steady rhythms, really couched in the beat. But Flo Millie has that, but she kind of bends the rules a little bit by the bounciness of her voice. <laughs> so she's real, a real treat, in my opinion. I really like the line as well later on. I don't want to talk, bitch. Just keep it cute. Also very Geyser. <laughs> Geyser, yes. She is known for ending conversations when she's done. I remember distinctly, and we discussed this on a previous podcast episode, guys are speaking to a member of the church in the world of spirit, talking to him about his upsetness at the state of, I guess, their religion. And guys are like, yeah, you don't have to like this. And then the guy kept talking and guys are like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <Walks away. laughs> Track number eight, Motherleficent by Baby Mother. I heard these bitches don't like me. I heard I keep on copycatting like a tight beat. I know you love them, I just want them for my nightly. This pussy heavyweight, your nigga wanna fight me. Higher than a kite be, rolling bitch, I might be. 
letting bitches breathe. You don't like it, you can leave. You a peasant, I'm the queen. They was shit and pissing on me when I first hopped on the scene. Now I'm all over they internet. They can't get rid of me yet. All these bitches lying if they say they ain't feeling me yet. Bitches undercover, baby, fucking mother lovers. They don't make me use the rubber. My influence in they ovaries. Still, they can't get close to me. I see why they mad at me. Yeah, I don't claim a bitch, you not my kid. I don't recognize you bitches. Who the fuck that is? I'ma skirt off on you bitches like a rap ad lib. I don't recognize you bitches. Who the fuck that is? Yeah. Baby mother is like, there's so many words for her, but I can't say that. <laughs> so I discovered her on a viral clip on Twitter of rules. And in that song, she says, you can't give a pussy to someone who's not used to getting pussy because that pussy going to be everybody's business. And like everyone was like, oh, real shit, real shit. And a lot of her music is like this, like just very raw experience based. And then when you listen to it, you're like, damn, I feel that. I've never listened to a song of hers and not felt that feeling. I don't know what she kind of sorcery she bottles and puts in her music to give me that feeling every single time but like again top tier for the song mother loves it this is like the hardest opening verse in the history of opening verses to me there's so many quotables like the entire first <laughs> verse it's wild to me just how everything she says is powerful <laughs> I think that there are not a lot of rappers on that level, at least in my opinion. Again, I was talking about Regions earlier. She's from Chattanooga, Tennessee, another Southern rapper. And she has this signature flow, very laid back, very chill, very, I'm riding the beat, I'm grooving the beat, but I'm delivering the hardest bars you've ever heard in your life. As far as like the inspiration for her rap name, she has four kids, two sets of twins. So that is quite a literal thing, you know, taking the stereotype of being a baby mother and like making it her thing. All of her music has this just like very real energy about it. Like the actual lyrics, I heard these bitches don't like me. I heard I keep them copycatting like a tight beat. Like if you know what a tight beat is basically you google artist type beat and you hear something that sounds like that artist and people make these beats for people for inspiration so like other people copying me or being inspired by me is a common thing in hip-hop but like just the way that she says this and then the next one back on the sexual energy for a while i know you love him i just want him for my nightly this pussy heavyweight, you nigga want to fight me? That's crazy. Like, the <laughs> just like the, the metaphor there. And then the next slide, again, higher than a kite be. Rolling, bitch, I might be. Again, reference to drugs. Apparently she's getting crossfaded. I'm going to skip down. And she goes, all these bitches lying. If they say it, they ain't feeling me yet. Bitches undercover, baby fucking mother lovers. They don't make me use... A rubber my influence in the ovaries like that ah! <laughs> like i have never like she just goes so hard and literally all of this is the very first verse so 
there's a chorus and then she keeps going for a whole second verse and in the clip that we played we don't even get the full chorus we just get the pre-chorus which is basically her saying i don't claim these people even though they're copying me even though they're around me even though they're talking about me they're acting like haters i don't know you i don't claim you i don't recognize you and then the chorus she basically just talks about minding her business now you will notice that the title of the song maleficent is a portmanteau it is a reference to maleficent and basically baby mother feels like maleficent in the media that she has consumed of her is unfairly scapegoated as a villain basically maleficent in her mind is minding her business and people are fucking with her and so she acts in villainous ways because people are fucking with her yeah i think in that way it really speaks to what you said about geyser starting to come into a big sister role because in the like recent live action disney maleficent films it's more about her being a mother figure and adopting sleeping beauty so there's that sort of duality of i'm gonna go hang out with the cooler people and bring this kid along and protect them but fuck everyone else yeah i don't claim them i don't recognize them and that's also a thing that's a common refrain in hip-hop real recognize real g's recognize g i you look unfamiliar i don't claim you I love that because of the conceit here, though. That's fairies. Yeah. Like, fairies are <laughs> fairies are <Yeah>. real. <laughs> Geyser is literally an imaginary friend, so... <laughs> and the rest of the party is... They're all weirdos. Like, you could, you could very easily think of them as a group yeah. of fairies. Like, whatever. I feel like maybe a Thanos would have that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Fey Folk. <laughs> Her rhythm is absolutely exquisite. And much like you said with Jin earlier, she switches pattern. And like you just don't even notice it until yeah. later. It's so beautiful. Yeah. She's very like in the pocket kind of person. All of her lyrics hit hard. Like, I just, I really love this song. <laughs> I really love this song. And quite literally, I will just be minding my business and think of the lyrics of the song of this first verse and just react this the very same way because it's just so raw like (laughs) a lot of this song sort of puts a lot of weight on protecting what's important and we've kind of discussed that with geyser being more like a big sister recently but is there something geyser's protecting about themselves in that same fashion i think geyser is trying to protect herself in a way by making her less dependent on the emotions of other people but again, making poor decisions. Well, I mean, the emotions of Jilly, not just other people in general. <laughs> She's making bad decisions in order to reach that goal. But it really is about self-preservation. Geyser needs to feel important. She wants to feel important. And somewhere in that brain, she's gotten the idea that the most important thing people can feel towards you is negative energy. So that kind of fuels those decisions. There's also an extent to which Geyser is supposed to be like a defense mechanism for Jilly to stand up for when times are the worst. That's part of what I think about when you talk about the inversion of their power is when Jilly can stand to be strong, she doesn't need Geyser. So Geyser is weaker. And when Jilly is weaker, 
she needs Geyser, so Geyser gets to be stronger. That's also kind of what is hard about losing your purpose like that, because at this point, Jilly's like permanently strong. You know, she might feel bad, but it's not the same as being emotionally unstable. Like, Jilly has become so powerful that she merged her dream world with Planet Congo. Track 9 is Tia Tamara by Doja Cat featuring Rico Ness. They said, Rico, you so nasty. I said, thank you very much. He just want to eat me like some candy, but I'm not his buttercup. He so swear that they can't stand me, but ain't never pulling up. I just made a 100k in two weeks, little bitch. Do you need me to pull it up? by Doja Cat, but I'm highlighting Rico Nasty's verse because one, I feel like Rico's energy in the song is more like pertinent to Geyser, and also to me it's the more hype part of the song. The song Tia Tamara came about because well, the title came about because a lot of people were saying that Doja Cat looks like Tia and Tamara. You know, she was just kind of playing around with that. I think Doja Cat is really interesting of an artist she raps a lot but she doesn't only rap she also sings and she has kind of genre bent a lot of her songs there's a song say so that went really viral on tiktok and she made a rock cover of that song that's really good and i was so impressed by that i was like i want a rock album from her uh, she's also quite controversial of a person because she just acts very unhinged. She's a person that like engages with the fans a lot. So you could see clips of her just saying out of pocket things just off the wall. But she is very talented in a lot of different ways. And I appreciate her verse too. Rico's verse is actually kind of an echo of Doja's verse because Doja's verse goes, they say Doja hits so sticky. I say thank you very much, bend the whole world over and say spank you very much. And then Rico's like, they say, Rico, you so nasty. But when it comes to Rico's verse, it's like I mentioned earlier that in a lot of like more mainstream hip hop, when people change their flow, there's obvious switch up. And this is kind of an example of that. But I love it because I just love Rico Nasty's energy. And I also mentioned that she's a person that really talks about the things that she goes through. So she says, like, I drank too much, now I'm throwing it up, but we don't give a fuck, we're still rolling it up. She literally has an interview where she says, yeah, I was with my friends and I got so drunk that I vomited, but I don't care, so I just started smoking. <laughs> and, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. This is my personal advice. Like, that's, you're gonna have a bad time, but 
<laughs> but Rico's not lying. Also, the parking thing. Like I said, she's a DMV artist. And she parked her truck somewhere that DC signs are confusing. They're they're bullshit, first of all. Like you could park somewhere and then say it's valid, and then 10 minutes later, you're not supposed to park there, and then you get a ticket. But she came, and then the cop recognized her. And because the cop recognized her, she got out of the ticket. So basically, I park where I want, they ain't telling us. It's literal. She literally means that because th- this is her experience. <laughs> and so you just kind of have a very fun, I'm great type of song I'm having fun. I do what I want. I party where I want. I park where I want. The haters aren't seeing me. I assume part of the inclusion was the I am the big idea line. (laughs) (laughs) That's the chorus. I'm not quite as familiar as what Doja was going for with that. I do think it sounds really good. The, The whole song is fun. The music video is fun too. They both have kind of doppelgangers along with them in the music video. And it's very bright colored. There's like a game show section and they have like, you know, the pie that they put in people's faces. I think just, it's very bright and very fun. And, but guys are, guys are quite literally is the big idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I really like, I make the jokes you ain't trolling us, because that's Geyser's job. There's no way you're trolling her. (laughs) You're not trolling Geyser. Geyser is the troll. (laughs) I also think, like, the whole concept of the twins thing feeds back into being very connected to Jilly. I agree. Although, I don't think Rico looks at all like (laughs) Dosha. They look totally different. And also, in the chorus, she references her boobs as Tia Tamir. (laughs) I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've noticed now that a lot of these songs, there's just like a hint of sexuality and then they go back to what they were talking about. <laughs> 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 okay. It's really hard to escape, especially in like popular music. Everything's gonna be about yeah. romance and sex. I hit a lot of the same issues talking about this one's playlist. <laughs> This is the Stally Freestyle by Megan the Stallion. Boy, you know your bitch is not fucking with Megan. Hell, nigga, not even fucking you naked. He put the tip in and then you start complaining. If I get on it, I own it and take it. If it ain't good, then I ain't finna fake it. You fuck like a rabbit, grow up and stop playing. I need a nigga with stroke. Hey, I wanna bust it on your face. He wanna see my shit spread like he squeezed it. He finna die about this pussy, he need it. He wanna keep it like lock it and kid. I tell him to bring me my money, then beat it. Get a nigga back to the streets. Ayy, ask your man, not me. Ayy, only seeing when it's time to eat. Ayy, you ain't seen a nigga about three days. Ask your friend about me, I'm the bomb. Bay, rap bitch. Y'all on the runway, pink lemonade with the bomb, babe. Make the booty up, oh, like Beyonce. I can make the dick dance, rock it like a blast, and you want another chance. But I know we won't last, and your last bitch mad, cause I'm coming up fast. I'm passing bitches up like they're running out of gas. Your favorite rapper only use all them out of piss. You don't wanna hear, cause you only wanna see her. I'ma show you how a real rap bitch Yeah. <laughs> so, I saved the most <laughs> sexual song for last, obviously. <laughs> but Megan the Stallion is, I think, like one of the most popular woman in rap now. Right now it's of course Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Cardi, Megan. Those four are like or yeah, and the city girls kind of like 
the most mainstream as far as women in rap go. But this freestyle still gets reposted. There was a video and she's just like standing in the road, just freestyling. And everybody loved this. Everybody loved it because they just loved her energy. And a lot of Megan's music is like that. Very overtly sexual, very raunchy. Like you're not hide like cover your ears if you're not trying to (laughs) (laughs) this part that i clipped she's talking about her prowess and her skills and how she compares to other people and how people go to her they're not coming back to you (laughs) like it's just not happening (laughs) because you can't do it like i do there's also at the very end comparing her skill as a rapper to she says your favorite rapper only use onomatopoeias, which is kind of like, I guess, a diss at the more trap end of the spectrum, who colloquially are called mumble rappers. This freestyle is about her skill and about her energy and about how great she is. She talks about it through the angle of sexuality, but the reason why I connect it to Geyser, again, is not really the actual act of sex, because I don't think Geyser cares about that too much. It's about just, again, hyping yourself up. This is about me. Like, when you listen to the whole playlist overall, you should feel like everything is about you. Because it is. It's about you. Yeah, it definitely gives off that energy. And one of the things that I noted was, beyond all of the sex and the metaphor, this song feels like it's about control and then maintaining that Mm -hmm. control. Very much. It's not just about sex happening and her being good at it, right? It's when I'm done with this man, I send him back to the streets. And he's coming back to me for more. I'm going to show you how I do it. I want this my way. And I'm going to get it my way because everybody wants it from me. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually the point where I first noted and went back and realized about the other songs. There's a consumptive aspect to a lot of the like sex stuff here. And that ties in with the control. Like guys are getting what she wants out of people. Yeah. Guys are very explicitly manipulative. Of the people around her to get what she wants. Again, not really for sex. That doesn't occur (laughs) in her mind at all. But it's very much, I want you to have a bad time about me. Is there any particular reason you put this song last? I know you said this is part of a larger, more inclusive playlist for Geyser. But what was the placement for this one here? These songs are kind of ordered similarly to how I have them in the larger playlist. And so Stelly Freestyle is towards the end. It's more of just like, we're celebrating our energy. The end of the original playlist is is a lot of that. There's a lot more sexual songs out there. I have uh, like Slut Him Out by Baby Tate. <laughs> I have Spooky Coochie by Dochi, which I've put on other playlists too. Spooky <laughs> um, Coochie. Yeah. You put in the Halloween playlist. You did put it in yeah, the Halloween playlist. it's spooky. And I put it in this playlist because it's cute. But (laughs) there's a lot more. The beginning has a lot of the more angry songs. Like I have Good Morning Tokyo by Tokyo's Revenge that I didn't include in the sample because I feel like Rico's more representative of that area of vibe. And then I have Comic Sans by Audrey Nuna and Jack Harlow. That song is 
kind of a more low-key vibe like the flow of can't punk me but the beat is also very low energy too kind of i also have body bag by mona leo another tiktok artist who's very unhinged with the lyrics and i thought that <laughs> was represented as well too there's blessed by glorilla basically glorilla's in that song talking about i'm having a good time of it and she also has a really deep voice but i felt like I could represent that by the Lola Brooke song, Don't Play With It. I have a couple more Baby Mother songs, a couple more Rico Nasty songs. And the end, the last song is Mo Liquor by Carrie Fo and Smino, which is more of the like melodic thing. Now, Smino is also a rapper, but he sing raps. Like all of his music is sing rap, very melodic. When we get to the end, we're kind of like, woo, party time type vibe overall i hadn't even thought about because geyser has a deeper voice that you do about you picking songs based on geyser's voice specifically that's great i should have picked some sort of very new york track (laughs) very northeast track in general because it changes sometimes he's more from boston Uh, well geyser also had a valley girl face (laughs) that's another fish Actually, my original voice for Geyser changed all of a sudden, and I just started speaking in this weird, like, very, very grungy, very... I I guess I feel like people with smooth voices can't possibly cause problems. (laughs) I might have, like, chomped your flavor a little bit too much, too, because Smog came in with a very smooth voice later on. As Alexander. Yeah. That still tripped me up. I remember that session... And I was just like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) All right, so let's get into the resolution phase, the segment of the show where Dee gets to say something about their playlist with absolutely no responses. Take it away, Dee. The world revolves around me, and maybe around you, but mostly around me. You can find me on Twitter at BacksliderD. I'm on Instagram as I had a cow lol. I am on PlayStation Network by the same handle I had a cow lol. You can find me. We can exchange Switch codes. We can game together. I have a cool game that I just started playing, Octopath Traveler 2, and you should check that out. Right, where can we find you, Alex? You can find me on Twitter at Shining Crowbat. If you want a tale of coming of age, which I think relates to Jilly and Geyser and deals with a little bit of anger, maybe, I recommend Paper Girls. I have watched the first season, which is on Amazon Prime. Hopefully somebody else picks it up because they didn't renew it. There are comics that I might read if it does not get renewed because I really like the story. It is about a group of four girls who meet when one of them is new on their paper delivery job on the night of Halloween. So a lot of people are out fucking with them and the houses everywhere and they band together and they get dragged into time travel drama. And you can find me luring drunkards into the catacombs of the city so I can barricade them behind bricks and mortar. This has been Resolve, an after-play show. You can find us online at most social media sites at ResolveAP. Except Instagram, which is at Resolve After Play. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. You can buy the game we're normally playing, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, from its creator, Riley Hopkins, at linksmithgames.com. All links will be included in the episode description. Including one for this playlist. 
Thank you so much for listening. We end our turn here, so now it's your turn. Tell us about a playlist you're making for your character. 